Welcome to Wild Tater, the food forest podcast. I'm Charles Hathaway, and today we are going to talk about the Korean pine, one that I would call a king of the food forest. But before we get into some of its specs, let me share with you a recent discovery that is a little bit of a tangent, and I apologize for that, especially if you already know how to tell a pine tree from other uh, evergreens, such as a fir or spruce. Um, but I And I've heard many different ways of telling them apart, rolling the needles between your hands and sometimes the general shape and different things. And it, they're all kind of like, well, I, I, I kind of see it, but I, I don't know. It doesn't help much. I uh, came across this to tell pines apart that has been a, you know, it, it's like no questions when I come across a pine tree. It's like, this is a pine tree. And it is this, okay? On the pine needles of, on the needles of a pine, they will be grouped or uh, clustered, as they uh, call it, in groups of two, three, or five or any number for that matter. If they are clustered together, if those little needles, so take some pine, you know, if you're at a, near a tree, pop off a, uh, some pine needles or just look at them close, and are they clustered in little groups of two or three or some other number, usually five or usually two, three or five. Um, and if they're clustered like that, it is a pine tree. That, that was something that, why did it take me so long to come across this? I don't know. Maybe many of you already know this very clearly and obviously. But uh, if you look on a fir or a spruce or any other kind of pine, the, uh, the little needles are coming straight out of the branch or the wood. And um, on the pine, there you've got this kind of little pocket that's poking out with two or three or five needles. When I learned about that, the little cluster. So picture when you look at a pine tree, if you've got pine needles, individual pine needles sticking straight out of the piece of wood or you know branch uh, directly, then it's either a spruce or a fir or something else. But if it has a little pocket um, poking out with two, three, or five pine needles, or sorry, needles sticking out of it, you can know it's a pine. Where was that factoid all my life? I don't know, but I, I love it now, because when I come across a pine, I could say with, with uh, relative uh, confidence, this is a pine. <laughs> so that's a little side note I wanted to start with. And by the way, those little pockets are actually called fascicles, but uh, I'm not going to burden you with too heavy of jargon here. Let's get into it. The Korean pine, which is a pine nut tree. I, that's, that's what we're going to get into, a stone pine. The Korean pine, Pinus coriensis, is the botanical name. It is cold hardy from zones 3 to 7, which means it can withstand cold to negative 40 degrees Fahrenheit. And sometimes it's even listed as going down to zone 2. So if you're in zone two and you can offer some, you know, young protection, then maybe you can get this one to grow as well. Soil pH preference is 4.5 to 7. 
and it is considered adaptable to most soil types and pH ranges as long as it's you know well drained soil. Um, the pines do tend to prefer more acidic soil and they do help also promote acidic soil. You'll he see all kinds of studies about uh, pine needles upping the um, or sorry, uh, lowering the pH level of soils, and that is partially true if you lay down a whole bunch of fresh pine needles in on the ground, it will temporarily lower the pH. But as those pine needles dry out and brown, eventually it will just simply become a neutral mulch, and the, the ground itself will become a neutral mulch. If, however, you are growing a pine tree, a living pine tree, as needles fall, they will add, or they will, you know, depending on the pH level of your soil right now, let's just say it's rather acidic soil, and you can get a pine to grow, or any other kind of evergreen with those kind of uh, acidic needles, as they fall, little by little, over time, constantly, they will help to bump the pH level down. But it is important to have that constant flow. Or once a year to just dump a bunch of pine needles down. You can do that too. But in the food forest approach, we usually want to get as much of the system to be self-sustaining and self-maintenance as possible. So... Anyway, just a little side note there, w which also means that, you know, if they are in a, say, 7.0 pH, their own needles can help to keep that down to a 6.5, even to a 6, uh, just by dropping needles as they do on occasion. So, their watering needs are low, especially once established. Um, in fact, once they're established, they only need occasional watering, or it may possibly in seasons of drought, they're really quite uh, drought-hardy once they get uh, well-established. Their blooming season is early spring. Their harvest season is summer to fall of the following year. So again, this is one of those nut uh, things that you remember that rule of once a flower starts, they will spend a year with this pollination and fruit creating process or nut creating process so that summer and fall of the following year it uh, has nuts ready to ready to harvest and one thing that uh, is helpful to know about pine nuts is that the time you want to harvest them is while it is still green but just about to open and just about to start browning and so forth so you don't want you know when you go and find a pine cone in the forest and it's wide open and it and it's all brown and everything you're not likely to find a seed in there if you did it would be dry by now anyway but um, the pine nuts as they harvest them f commercially and so forth they uh, peel out the uh, the seeds right before they open wide. And that's a good thing anyway, because that means you might have a chance of beating the squirrels and birds to them, because they will like <laughs> these pine nuts. Now, the age at which Korean pines will start producing nuts 
is between 10 and 20 years. These, like many other kinds of nuts, are an investment in the future. <laughs> they, you, I've even heard some people say up to 35 years before they start producing. And Keep in mind that uh, Korean pines are very long-lived trees, which we'll talk about. But um, anything that lives a long time is more likely to wait a little bit uh, to start producing fruit because they want to get really well established because they've got a long ride ahead of them. And that's wise. I think that's a good thing. It just uh, does mean that uh, you got to plan ahead if you want to be harvesting large quantities of nuts, in, of uh, pine nuts in the future. Uh, plan for at least 20 years. That, that will be your safe bet. And if you get them early, yay, you know. <laughs> now, once they do grow to maturity and they are producing, um, you know, every year in full, you'll get 20 pounds of fruit or more, or 20 pounds of nuts or more. I mean, this is, this is a very heavy producer once they get established. And so if you have multiple trees, I mean, you could have scads and scads of, of pine nuts. Now, of course, you may have to figure out the best way to harvest them if you're feeding more than just your family. Maybe you're trying to take them to farmer's market because these are also tall trees, which we'll get to. Okay, but to pollinate for fruit or for nuts, um, they are self-fertile, so they can pollinate themselves. However, they are wind-pollinated uh, plants, so it's the wind blowing their pollen to other branches, other trees, that gives them gets them pollinated. And so you may want more Korean pines around so that they can pollinate each other. And for reasons that we'll talk about briefly, I suggest having multiple Korean pines anyway. All right, their size and maturity is anywhere from maybe 60 to 100 feet tall and 15 to 20 feet wide, which is 21 to 30.5 by 4.5 to 6 meters. Their sun needs are full sun to half a day of sun. I would, I would make sure they get a good half day of sun at least, so they can tolerate shade. But again, you want them to produce nuts, and, and obviously they'll get tall enough to outgrow just about anything that you have around them, so that's not as much a worry, especially since they got 20 years to get high enough. But um, they will do better in uh, full sun, um, certainly at least a half day of full sun. Their preferred habitat is subalpine forests at high altitude. Um, generally, in, at least in the wild, they grow uh, from 4,200 to 8,000 feet, which is 1,280 to 2,438 meters. I mean, we're talking very tall trees here. Their growth rate is slow, which makes sense being as long-lived as they are. Remember that a tree that grows slowly is more likely to live longer, especially in those early 10 to 20 years. The slower they grow, the longer-lived they have the capacity to be, which may be one of the reasons that some bonsais can live for decades. You know, it's such small trees, you would think, how would they live that long? Well, the fact is, they've got the toughest wood 
that you can imagine. I mean, <laughs> anyway, their uh, natural reproductive rate is low, uh, mostly because of the long span before they start producing seed, which is their primary form of natural uh, reproduction. And if you are trying to propagate the Korean pine, like most pines, um, seeds are going to be the best way to go. They're actually not hard to grow. What, what I have found is a very effective way to get more pine trees than you can know what to do with is take the pine nuts. You're, you're not going to crack them. You're going to just have them in their shells. And what you'll do is in the fall, take a bucket. I used a five-gallon bucket for myself. Uh, fill it with sand, you know, playground sand, whatever, um, mixed with these pine nuts. Um, just have them mixed in there. Um, and uh, this five-gallon bucket, make sure you've got holes in the, in the uh, bottom so that water can drain out, as well as holes in the top of the lid so that water can get in. So what you're going to do is you're going to fill this with sand um, that's mixed with uh, pine nuts, and then fill it with water, let it drain out, um, put the lid on, and then bury that bucket to ground level so that so that it's sit that lid is sitting right at the ground level with the rest of the bucket beneath. And then just forget about it. And if you want to throw you know a little bit of mulch or something to you know hide it from children's prying eyes, <laughs> which I have to do, um, or to keep animals from popping that lid open or whatever. I You can put a rock on it to keep wind, something like that, um, out, you know. And in the spring, when it's warm enough to be planting seedlings, just pop that bucket back out of the hole, and uh, what you're going to find is a bucket of sand with little pine saplings that are, it's pretty much a seed with a root going down, gosh, they can be six, nine inches long. Just these long roots stretching out um, and, and ready to go in the ground, so ready to go in the ground. And then you're just going to, you know, you could take a pencil or, or something, jab it deep in and, and then, you know, let the, put that seedling in so that the seed is just below the ground level. Um, and and then they should grow quite well from that point. Um, they're actually really easy to grow, pine nuts are. You can even get them from the store if you get pine nuts. It, depending on your cold hardiness zone and what kind of pine nuts these are, because many pine uh, trees are only cold hardy to zones five or six, which is kind of surprising um, for those of us that live in freezing cold mountain areas and see pine trees like crazy, we think, oh, pine trees can take any amount of cold. Well, not all. And pine nuts are one that are often uh, bred in uh, or grown in zones five through eight, really. Um, but anyway, if you're at a store and, uh, and they sell pine nuts, you know, try eating one if it has that juicy, fresh taste, then it means you could plant these and you can use that uh, bucket trick to get them to grow. Anyway, their average lifespan is a thousand years. Now, when I was, <laughs> when I'm talking about long live tree, that's what I'm talking about, a thousand years they'll live. 
And they're obviously in the plant family Pinaceae, which is the pine family. Okay, so Korean pines, um, one thing you're going to want to be aware of, I put this as sort of a caution, even though it's more a caution for the tree than for anyone eating their nuts, which is they are susceptible to wind damage, and it's probably because of their incredible height, um, especially for how thin they can sometimes be. Um, so if you plant them, you know, with other Korean pine trees nearby, so you've got um, several trees around each other, they will provide the support to for each other. The one in the front that's getting the brunt of the wind will lean right up against the others that will not be getting as much wind, but they will, you know, have the tree leaning against them and they'll, and they'll uh, be able to hold each other up just fine. If you're not going to do other pines, I would recommend other very tall trees nearby just to provide that bit of support um, to prevent wind damage. And I don't think the wind damage necessarily means the whole tree knocking down, but, you know, branches and, and things like that. Because um, sometimes at, you know, above 50 feet, you can get some pretty heavy winds going on. So now one of the things that I want to emphasize about the Korean pine specifically is that this is a very cold hardy pine. As, as I briefly mentioned, many pine nut trees or stone pines, as they're sometimes called, um, will, they, they really need a warmer climate. Uh, probably the most common nut pine is the pinion pine, which is hardy to zone 5. Now that is rather cold, but for those in a colder hardiness zone, like 4 or 3, you're going to want to go with something like a Korean pine. I think there's only about four species, four or five species of pines that will grow in that cold of an area. And, and so Korean pines are a great, you know, way to go if you're wanting to grow a pine nut. So also be aware that uh, when you harvest a pine nut, you're not waiting for the cones to fall to the ground to get the pine nuts out. That's very late to be harvesting if there are any nuts left at all at that point. But uh, what you're going to want to do is harvest them when they are still green, just you know a week or two before they would open. So they're green, they're getting ready to open, but they're not open yet. Remember, they take an entire year and a half or year and a quarter to, uh, to produce these nuts. And while they are green, and getting ready to to open up, that's when you want to harvest them. Um, you'll beat the squirrels to it that way, for the most part, but also that is when you'll get those fresh pine nuts that uh, like what you taste in the store. Now, some of you maybe have never tried a pine nut. You may be aware that you can eat them, but uh, but you may not have tried them before. I would compare the taste of a pine nut to almost like a juicy pistachio. I, I say juicy because, you know, if, if you eat them fresh there, um, they have that uh, kind of moisture-ness about them. If you roast them, obviously, they will not have the juiciness, but uh, they're, they're kind of like a juicy peanut, um, but with more of a cashew kind of a flavor, a sweeter flavor, and um, they're really quite tasty.
Really delicious. Now, the Korean pine does have a touch of a resin flavor about it, but I will say if they are tasting, if you're tasting a pine nut and it tastes rather bitter, it probably means that it's been stored too long and it is going rancid. They're, they're not supposed to taste bitter. They're not a bitter tasting nut. They're supposed to have a nutty, kind of a cashew-like flavor, sweet, and, uh, and so forth. Um, one of the ways that you can keep them from going rancid and so forth is to immediately either dry them or roast them. I think roasting is the most common thing that is done with them. They're roasted, and then once you've got it roasted, you can use it for all the many recipes that you can find online for pine nuts. If you just Google pine nut recipes, you'll get a ton. Now we have put some in our Pinterest board um, that is the uh, Food Forest Gardener Recipes board. Uh, so you can check those out on our Pinterest board, which is linked from our website, wildtater.com. Click on Food Forest Recipes. The pine nut, uh, and including the Korean pine nut, is a very healthy food. It's one that has a strong potential as a staple food. You could eat this in quantity um, and, and have some great benefits from it. it it's, it's a really good source of healthy fats and oils, as well as I mean, numerous vitamins and minerals and uh, amino acids. I mean, I could go into them, but, you know, there's just, there's just a ton of them. They're really good for you. They're, they taste good. They can be ground into flour to be used in, in bread-type things. They can be roasted uh, and uh, put into anything, you know, sweet or, you know, savory. I mean... I've mostly seen entrees, honestly, that they use pine nuts, but there are also, you know, everything from cookies to ice cream to pizza, you know, it, almost anywhere you could use uh, uh, peanuts or cashews, I suspect you could use pine nuts. And, and to be able to grow them on a tree is, I mean, that's just so cool. So if you are a nut fan, I highly recommend the Korean pine. And as one little side note, um, in terms of its use outside of food and windbreak and, and other obvious uses for it, um, those who are into crafts may really like this tree because of the massive pine cones. Keep in mind that uh, to produce a big pine nut, you need a big pine cone. And that's the biggest factor that uh, separates you know, your garden variety of pine tree from the uh, commercial food pine nut type is just the size of the cone. You can take pine nuts from any pine, but uh, usually they're so small and fiddly that it's not really worth your time. But these very much are. And, uh, and so you, what you've got is this big, beautiful cone. And even if you're not harvesting the, you know, if you're harvesting the, uh, the cones for food, you can bet there's going to be, you know, dozens if not hundreds of cones uh, along the top of your tree that are going to be falling throughout the year and leaving you these big gorgeous cones that could be used for craft projects that, uh, that you know, are much bigger than your traditional pine cones. So that's cool too. 
Okay, thank you guys again for listening. Thank you.